you're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to episode 30 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by, it is Tom, the weatherman Hiscott. Hello, Tom, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, yourself. I'm all right, I'm all right. I was in danger of going completely stir-crazy on Saturday, um, rattling around the uh, the Knockholds' house with uh, two very small children and nothing to do. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm very pleased to see that we the thaw set in on uh, on Sunday, but it was an absolutely disastrous week from a weather point of view for us in the Western bit. League, wasn't it? Because it, it put pay to all of our fixtures. Yeah, pretty unbelievably, but yeah, not well, not unbelievably, I suppose, if you look at the amount of snow we had, but yeah, uh, no, no games, unfortunately. No, I know. Well, under normal circumstances, you might think that this is a good reason not to do a podcast, but I've never been the sort of man who uh, who, who does the normal thing. And uh, we've got a bit of a special podcast for you uh, this week. I hope you enjoy it, listeners. Um, As well as looking ahead to the matches that start on the week of Tuesday the 6th of March, we're still going to have two manager interviews, but they are going to be our table toppers. So we've got interviews with Richard Fay, the the manager of Street, and with John Allen, the manager of Canesham Town, who are, of course, leading the way in the First Division. We've also got something of a little of a a new feature. It was one of the suggestions that came out uh, of our survey that we did not that long ago and before the end of the podcast this week you will be hearing from a player in the tool station western league now there's absolutely no point in us going through the the fixtures that were off uh, over the last week so we're not going to do that but what we are going to do is um we are going to hear from richard fay as i as i said at the top of the podcast so richard and his street side have been going ever so well and at the weekend they were scheduled to take on high-flying bradford town now that would have undoubtedly been one of our clashes of the weekend had it gone ahead anyway it didn't go ahead so i started by asking richard about his disappointment um, that his street side didn't get a chance to take on bradford and like the full league schedule the game was beaten by the weather yeah, it did, and I think the whole country was majority wiped out. Um, if anything, it was the only game this time uh, this season where we wanted, not say wanted it off, but we're struggling with a few injuries at the moment. We've got key players that are missing games, the same as Wednesday against Wellington. And when I seen the snow coming down Thursday, Friday, it was um, I think I was the only manager in the league that wasn't moaning. <laughs> um, well, when we spoke. Uh, when we spoke last time, um, earlier in this season, you, you, we, we talked about the strength of the Premier Division. I know you were optimistic about your um, your chances to compete, um, but you felt at the time that with the with the players that have, have been signed by a number of clubs, that you know any one from ten clubs um, were in a position to um, to compete. That was at the beginning of the season. We're now after Christmas, of course, into March, and um, things have bunched up at the top. But but you must be pleased with your um, with your seven point lead yeah definitely I remember speaking um, I think it was back in September we just come on the back of a bad patch um, I think we lost three in the week Bridport in the cup Willand beat us 2-0 Oddbound beat us 2-1 and we drew with Buckland and it seems that since then we've gone on and we've, I think we've played 22 games since that, that week of three losses and won 20 of them and we're currently on a 16 winning uh, winning run which is a massive achievement for any club at any level and 
when you look at the strength of the teams um, in this in this division, and it has been a, a hard, um, or it is a hard uh, league at the moment to try and get out of. There's a, the top six at the moment are all um, taking points off each other. We still all got to play each other, um, and you can include Bridgewater in that as well because Bridgewater have picked up a great run lately. I know we've played them twice, um, but they're, they're also uh, in there and got some great results. So obviously, you're going to be pleased with the. The run we're on, and in a minute it's going to come to an end, like they all do. It's just how we uh, how we bounce back from that. If we look at the fixtures coming up, you've got Willand um, coming up um, um, very soon. You, you've you've got um, you've got Bradford Town. Obviously, that game will be rearranged, and, and you're playing Melksham. So, you, you know, you've got a lot of the of the top teams um, um, coming up. I mean, do, do you see those games as make or break? Well, again, like I, I just said earlier, we all got to play each other. I think Willem's still got to play Buckland twice. Um, you know, Bradford's still got to play Melcham. Uh, like I keep saying to the lads, we we got to concentrate on ourselves. We know that in our last 14 games, we've got nine of them at home. But again, um, we, got, we need to use that as our advantage. Uh, we've, the, we've got five tough games away. We've got to go to Buckland on a Tuesday night. But everyone's still got them. We've all got to play each other in... We're just worried about the next game, which is hopefully, fingers crossed, will be on, on Wednesday at Wellington, um, and then get into Calvary. But, like you said, Tuesday night's a big one for the for Tall Station League, I would have thought, with top playing second in, in Willand, and it's going to be a hard game. They, they give us a shoe-in in the FA Vars and beat us 7-1 at their place not long ago, so... Um, you know, if anything, we, we owed uh, Willand one, and uh, again... You don't ever know what team winning are going to turn up with, with the luxury of the, the players they can sign on dual reg from other leagues, and the likes of Tom Bath from Tiverton and Owen Howe and Craig Vale from. So you, can't, you can't do much planning for that fixture because you don't know what team he's going to bring. But we just got to concentrate on ourselves and try and try and not lose, and, and hopefully try and stay in this pole position with the games ticking off. Well, that, that shoeing, as you referred to it, in the Vars from Willand was something of a turning point for you, wasn't it? Because you've, 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 been, you've been on a winning run ever since. And I think that, again, going back to our last conversation, you were talking about the importance of being in the top four, being there or thereabouts at Christmas. Well, actually, you were, at, you were on top at Christmas, but you've extended the, um, uh, your advantage since then. And that is... That is really down to your consistency isn't it that other teams haven't been able to keep pace with you they haven't taken and, and you've taken advantage of their slip-ups well, I think Willand agree I, um, Russell Gio I know well the manager after the game said it won a 7-1 uh, hammering but if anything I look back at it now it's the best thing that happened we, we, we trained twice that week afterwards we sat down with the lads we ironed a few things out and, and since then I know it's disappointing going out of the balls because it's a great competition to be in but like I said, since then we've got we've been on this run. We've won we've won a lot of games on the on the, the bounce, and other teams have been drawing or taking points off each other. Long may it continue. You know, I think there's seven weeks left. We just got to worry about ourselves and keep trying to keep picking up points and hopefully be there at the end of the season. Now, I mean, you mentioned at the top of this interview that you know that you'd had a few um, selection issues had you gone ahead with that game at Bradford. The games are now coming thick and fast, aren't they? I mean, we are sort of talking about you know Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday now, and it's likely to stay like that for the rest of the season. And it will probably get even worse if the if the if the bad weather um, comes back. So, it, it, I mean, it could go two ways for you, couldn't it? it you, if you keep on winning, that will see you over the finish line. But if you start um, having a wobble, this is the almost the worst time of the season to be having that wobble. 
Yeah, that's right. And we've only played four games since the day before Christmas Eve because of the weather. Um, hence the reason why we've got nine out of the last 14 at home, which I'm on the case with the club. The club have been brilliant with the money they've spent on the pitch to make sure that we can get these games on. But you can't do nothing about the weather. We, we're training like other clubs are doing as much as we can. Um, but with the, the amount of midweeks, I think we've only got one one midweek free now from now to the end of the season. Everyone's going to be um, uh, needed in, in the squad. We've got a squad of 16 um, where we can change it around. We're going to have to change it around. And, but the pleasing thing for me is these boys have been with us since the start of the season. Um, which, as the same as last season, we finished with 92 points last year and finished second to, to Bristol Manor Farm. We need these lads to know what it's all about. We need we just to try and keep, keep trying to win games, keep trying to get over try and get back to what we achieved last season and hopefully that'll take us into those promotion spots. Because Street are an ambitious football club, aren't they? I mean, when we spoke last season, obviously we were talking about the fact that you finished incredibly strongly behind Bristol Manor Farm and on, you know, in any other season that the points haul that you got would have put you, um, you know, in, in, the, in the mix-up for winning the league title. But, of course, at that stage, and I know it's different this season, but last season um, the issue of promotion was very heavily reliant on sort of ground grading and facilities. Those facilities are now in place, aren't they? Street Football Club um, is very very much a football club that is capable of um, going up to the Southern League. Well, that was one of my when I first took over two years ago. We this is my fourth year of managing in the in the, this division. In the previous three years, I finished runners up on three occasions. Unfortunately, to Murford, to Larkor, and to Bristol Manor Farm. So that was my question. I asked the, the committee and the, the chairman when I first met them. They gave me their word that they that they want to get into Southern League football. I think the way that, that they've um, brought the club the ground on uh, off the pitch as well it's been outstanding it's a great start now um, the pitch is lovely as well we just we need to do our bit on the pitch the boys know that um, obviously everyone's with hopefully the second spot being promoted as well you know we, we just want to try and finish in those top two spots and try and get into the sovereignty because at the end of the day that's what we're in football that's what we're um, we all achieve or want to achieve to get, to get into the Southern League and test yourself then against some bigger clubs but I think we ain't got to get drawn away from, from that There's, we've got a lot of our games coming up the same as the others around us and we do, when you know if it does happen then you can look back at it and think um, you know you've got something to look forward to in the summer um, but like you said we've, we've got a seven point lead we've got a game in hand um, we need to make, make take that to our advantage and, and try and uh, you know, finish in the top two and, and do what the club set out to do um, two years ago when I took over, and that was um, they won seventy football. Well, I mean, I know I've already gone through your fixtures. Um... Uh, once before in this interview but when I look at the, the games that you've got coming up and you'll run into the end of the season particularly the home games you've got I mean it is a very exciting time to be a street fan I'm envious that I don't live a lot closer because I think um, I'd be very interested to see how you are going to get on I mean starting with that epic um, game against Willen but I mean going to Wellington that will not be easy Wellington is never an easy place to go you've got Cadbury Heath 
on Saturday the uh, the tenth. Then you've got that game against uh, Willand. Um, but you know, tr- a trip to Bradford Town, and you've got um, um, Clevedon and Bridport as well, who I know you, you think very highly bo- of both of those sides. And of course, you've got Melksham at home this time. I mean, realistically speaking, um, we want to see a few more bums on streets, don't we, at the Tannery? Because it's um, if, if if you're not going to get excited by these games, I don't think anything's going to get you excited. No, that's why. Again, with the, our tendency to doubles from what before when we took over, I think they were averaging around 60, 70, and now we're getting the three-figure marks, and we just need to... Um, I think if you're, you're winning games, and obviously people jump on the bandwagon and, and want to come and watch football, but we're entertaining as well. We like we like to play attacking football, and you know the, the supporters have been excellent this season. I think we had a coach going to Bradford on Saturday. Unfortunately, it was off. But the... Um, we're now picking up good support away from home and with these nine games at home uh, the last 14 you would hope that they turn out in their numbers and we get a few more locals to come back and support the boys because what they've done so far it, you would never have dreamt off beginning of the season I think we've overachieved already and hopefully they can come in like you said put bums on seats and, and give them their back in ready for the, uh, the, the final run in and my thanks to Richard for his time. Now then, Tom, if we can have a look ahead, let's let's look to see the fixtures starting on Tuesday, the 6th of March. Yeah, so three First Division fixtures on, on Tuesday night, uh, 7.30, all of them. So we've got Bishop Sutton versus Warminster, uh, Devizes versus Bristol Telephones, and finally Porter's Head versus Sherbourne. Now, moving on to Wednesday, the 7th of March, we've got games in both divisions. And in the Premier Division, we start with the small matter of Bridport Town at home to Melksham Town. That's going to be a humdinger. Then we've got Cadbury Heath against Bitten, Hengrove Athletic against Odd Down, and Wellington against Street. Now, in the First Division, Tom, two fixtures. Indeed, yeah. Uh, more 7.30 kickoffs. Uh, we've got Bishops Lydiard versus Malmesbury and also Oldham Abertonians versus Radstock Town. Now then, as we look ahead to the weekend, um, Saturday the 10th of March, Tom, do you want to take us through the fixtures in the Premier Division? Yep, absolutely. So we start with Bitten versus Odd Down. Uh, we've then also got Bradford Town versus Clevedon Town. Uh, Cribs travel to take on Bridport. Uh, big one uh, at Buckland where they take on Bridgewater. Uh, we've got Halland versus Hengrove. Wellington, they travel to take on Longwell Green Sports. Melksham at home uh, against Wells City. We've got Shepton Mallet versus Willand, and then finally Street versus Cadbury Heath. And in the first division, Bristol Telephones, they're at home to Portishead. Carn Town at home to Westbury. Chard take on Ashton and Backwell United. Cheddar take on Devizes. Chippenham Park entertain Roman Glass St George. Canesham Town take on Wincanton Town. Malmesbury Victoria are at home to Bishop Sutton. Radstock Town are at home to Corsham Town. Sherbourne Town entertain Almondsbury. Warminster Town take on Bishop's Lydiard. And Welton Rovers take on Oldland Abertonians. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Tool Station. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Tool Station website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock. Hit this button. Thanks, hand. And it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Tool Station. Your best mate for the job. So then, Tom, if we look back at that uh, fixture list on Saturday, uh, what are the games that catch your eye? 
I think I kind of mentioned it uh, on the way, but it was uh, Buckland versus Bridgewater in the Premier Division, two really informed sides, scoring quite a few goals. Uh, and they, yeah, their meeting is probably the, the standout uh, tie of uh, this upcoming Saturday. And uh, dropping down into the first division then, one game that takes my eye is Cheddar against Devizes Town. They're two teams that aren't separated by um, a great deal in the, uh, in the, in the league table, both, both um, going well in the top half. So um, I think that will be a competitive fixture. Now, Canesham, of course, are leading the way in the first division in what's proving to be a very tight race at the top of the table. But what's perhaps more remarkable is that Canesham have a new manager this season, John Allen, who took over from Chris King at the end of last last season. And, of course, Chris was so close to getting the, the club promoted. Uh, this is the second time we've spoken to John this season, and I started by asking him if Canesham's progress so far was ahead of where he thought the team would be. Now, we're obviously happy with where we are. We just kind of, a bit of a cliche, decided to take it game by game from the very outset. You know, I said in our previous interview that I can miss managers in this league. You know, you want to aim for the aim for the top and see where you land a little bit. And, um, yeah, we just we just kept kept going. You know, obviously we are doing particularly well. We're in the top three at the moment, so would I expect us to be there? I'd like to have us been in, in within a, within shooting distance going the last couple of months of, of the. Certainly, the top two positions. Yeah, so to find ourselves top is probably well, it's fantastic. But you know, at this stage, there's still a long way to go. So, in the right realms of where we want it to be. But as long as we were in touch and we were, we've given ourselves an opportunity to challenge. And I think that you know, obviously, we are at, at this stage. Because for long periods of the season, Westbury have been uh, on top, but now you've managed to get a one-point advantage over them, although Roman Glass St George are lurking back in third, and they've got a game in hand, uh, and, they're, and they are three, three points behind. D- does it add pressure to you to, to be on top of, uh, at this stage? I think, no, not really. You know, it's, again, we're taking it, as you said, game at a time. We know where we are. It's the top of the table's changed a few times. You know, Westbury has been there. We've overtaken them, then we've gone in behind. I think there's so many twists and turns to, 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 the, to the league at the moment, so at the minute we're just kind of chugging along. We know we're taking it game by game, you know, looking to try and get maximum points out of every game we play. So with regards to the pressure, the only pressure we have really is about ourselves within that changing room to perform to the, to the highest ability of what we can. And obviously, this stage of the season, there is the added bonus of the other fixtures, the other teams around us. So if anything, it, it, it kind of it, it drives you on and, and concentrates the mind, I would say, more so that, you know, we have to get as many points out of every game we play now. Now, um, again, we, when we last spoke, um, you mentioned that, of course, you'd inherited. This is your first season as manager of Canesham, and you, knew, and you inherited the squad from K- Chris King that went so close um, to promotion um, last season. Um, you, you must be very pleased with the way that that squad has handled not only the disappointment of last season, but also um, the sort of the, the, you know the new broom that you've brought in. Yeah. Both myself, Russell, and Mike, were, you know, we've been amazed at the effort they put in all season, right from pre-season. There was a, a collective determination to try and go one stage further. You, you could see that in the lads. As I said, I only lost two players from the squad of last year, um, and we brought in four or five. Uh, we've all got experience, a lot of them of getting out of that league. So that was quite important to the, for the players we brought in to add to the add to the group that we'd already inherited. Um, and they've been brilliant, you know, that the commitment they put in, whether it be training or into games, 
and a collective determination to try to try and go one better would be uh, you know certainly dri- driving them on. But yeah, really pleased with them. The most honest group of lads. You know, they work so hard, and you know, as I said, no, no one's getting carried away. You know, they they they, they bear the scars a little bit of last year, but that that can be used as a positive to, to drive drive them on as well. Obviously, the sort of the talking point of this year so far has been the weather disruptions. Now, you've been on an astonishing run of uh, of good form. You're unbeaten. If if my research is correct, and please correct me if I'm wrong, John, um, but um, you, you, you're unbeaten in 19 league and cup um, games. So, when you're on a good run of form like that, is it even more frustrating when you don't get the chance to play regularly? Yeah, I think continuity is really important, you know, especially when, when especially where we are in the league, you know, you want to keep that kind of run going. But as I said, we've been training twice a week, you know, we've kept the lads together, they've never kind of had big gaps in between games and so they've been committed to that as well. So you know, we're always kind of seeing each other, a lot of each other, they're training Tuesdays and Thursdays. It is frustrating as it is for, you know, all the managers and all the teams, but you know, it's not a lot we can do about it, we have to deal with it and and I think if you start giving yourself excuses and start thinking about it too deeply, then it can it can play on your mind. But we don't. It's just everyone's in the same boat, really. I mean, we have, we do have the advantage of the 4G. So obviously, when we're at home, 99.9% of the time we're on. So you know, we get the game plays. So yeah, it's frustrating, but it's it's part and parcel, now. You know, we have to have to deal with it. I mean, you, I can see from your, your recent fixtures, of course, you, you know, those home games, as you, as you rightly say, that's, um, that's, um, you, you've had a lot of home games in the last couple of months simply because of, of that reason. Does that make you slightly nervous at all in the run-in that now, of course, you'll be fulfilling a lot of fixtures away um, from your Crown Field Stadium? No, quite the opposite, because the start of the season, because we had a few developments going on at the ground, we couldn't, we couldn't Well, that away form is going to be crucial in the next couple of weeks because um, in amongst games against Wing Canton and Devizes, you you are away to none other than Roman Glass St George and Westbury United. And if you are a football fan of any club, particularly a club like yours, which is challenging not only for promotion but for the league title, those are absolutely mouth-watering fixtures, aren't they? I think when you look at the fixture list coming up, obviously there's a, there's a little kind of crux of games where we're all playing each other, but... Uh, again, I don't want to sound too cliche. Our next big game for us is Win Canada, you know, and we're not thinking too far ahead. I imagine everyone else is in that same boat, you know, with regards to Westbury and Roman Glass and, and Welton as well, and, and Cheddar and Radstock. It's, they're still in the running as well, you know. There's there's a few teams up that aren't too far away. So we literally our next big game is Win Canton at home, uh, and then you know very quickly we'll we'll be amongst those games, and then we'll concentrate a lot more on them when we're there. But you know we've got a tough one with Wincanton coming up, so that's what we're that's what we're looking at now. Not looking too far ahead. 
Well, one of the important elements, I'm sure, will be your continued um, um, home support. I, I notice every you know week when Tom and I look at the attendances for some of the big games in both the Premier and the First Division, Canesham are regularly up there in in uh, in triple figures. So it must be a really important element for you that that you've you know obviously Canesham is a is a you know is a very big town, um, but the, the town seems to have got right behind you this season. Yeah, I don't think it's only this season. I think it's from the, you know what was done in previous seasons as well. I think when when Chris, Sean, and, and Russ had the team in the last couple of years, they've slowly kind of built the gates up. You know, they've started to come through through the gates and watching us a lot more. And yeah, obviously from our point of view, it's it's nice for the lads when you look up and you know there's hundred plus, you know, up to the hundred and fifty sometimes watching us. You know, we're trying to promote the club within the town again. There's a lot of hard work going on behind the scenes, and yeah, I mean. And at the minute, obviously, we're doing particularly well. So they're certainly coming through the gates and, uh, and, and supporting us. As, as we do away from them as well. Uh, we've got people that travel all over following us, as do with all the other clubs. And you know, everyone's equally as important there. And you know, we all feel the support of the, of the fans, and, and they're great with us. And my thanks to John Allen for his time. Now then, Tom, um, there has been some more fixture announcements um, today, and this time it's in the quarterfinals of the Les Phillips Cup. Yeah, I believe the, the draw was made this morning, uh, and uh, there's the four quarterfinals, which will be played on Saturday, the 24th of March, a couple of weeks away. Uh, we've got Bridgewater Town versus Bitten, Buckland Athletic there at home to Brislington, uh, Bridport versus Shepton Mallet, and then also finally we've got Street versus Cripps. Thanks very much for that. Now, we won't go through the um, the league tables because we went through that last week and they haven't changed a bit because nobody's played since. Um, but um, can you take us through the league's top goal scorers? Yeah, I can have a quick look at those in, in the Premier Division. Uh, so, league goals only. Uh, Gary Higdon, quite a way out in front. He's on 22 goals, the Melksham front man. Uh, we then got three players on 16. We've got the street duo uh, of Steve Murray and David O'Hare. Uh, and then also Luke Mortimer of Willand. He's on 16. And then down in the first division, uh, on 22, uh, we've got Matt Brown from Kane Shamir leading the way. Uh, Westbury United, Dan Kovacs on 20, he's just behind. Uh, and then James Rustle uh, of Radstock on 18. And then overall, so in all competitions, Higdon, uh, 24, uh, Brown, 23, Murray, 22, uh, Mortimer, 22, uh, Rustle, 21. And then also Mark Salter of Bridport, who's nearing 500 career goals. Uh, he's currently on 21 this season. Well... For our first ever player interview on the podcast, um, what better place to start than the man who is leading the goal-scoring stats? We heard his name there, Gary Higdon. Of course, Gary is something of a cult hero at, um, at Melksham Town. Uh, and with his goal-scoring record over recent seasons, it's very easy to see why. I started by asking Gary to talk a bit about his association with Melksham Town Football Club. No, I've been associated with the club overall for, for over probably 10 years, um, which includes my time at the under-18s um, and a little bit of first-team football um, before I, I left for a couple of years. Um, I've been back at the club playing Western League football for Melchior now for probably seven years. Um, so uh, that's probably the time I consider mainly that I've been at the club for, but there was a, a short spell beforehand as well. So if we think about that seven years you've been involved with the club, obviously Melksham's fortunes on and off the pitch have, have changed quite considerably over that time. It must have been a very exciting time for you as a as a player to be involved with the club. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if you look at the, the change in the club, both, like you said, on and off the pitch between 
Nah, when when I first started playing for Melksham, it's it's unbelievable, really, the difference in the in the standard of the facilities we're playing in. Um, I've sort of seen the team grow and and expand with experience and new players coming in now. Um, and I think, like you said, both on and off the pitch, it's it's a club that's going in in the right direction massively. Uh, and hopefully it will carry on going that way. So, so certainly in the time that I've been, I've been watching you, uh, the club got promoted out of the first division. And of course, it was only a couple of seasons ago that you actually won uh, the Premier Division. So, um, it must, you know, in terms of the trophy cabinet, you've um, um, you've done pretty well as well. We've done very well, to be honest. Like I said, this last seven years, which I've been involved with winning sort of promotion from the first division up to the Premier Division was always the main target to start with. Um, then it was all about sort of consolidating ourselves in the top flight and then moving on and, and hopefully progressing, which we which we did. We like you said, we won the league and it was disappointing that we couldn't go up at the time because of the situation with the ground. Uh, obviously had it been now then then we could have been up and I believe we would have we would have done well in the league above as well. Um, obviously it wasn't to be, um, but in the in that time, we've continued to sort of progress. I think we've got a better squad now than what we did have then. Um, and we've added several cups, Western uh, uh, Wilt Senior Cups, uh, Les Phillips Cup last year, run in the Vars this year, which obviously we've seen us losing the quarterfinals, unfortunately. But yeah, we've, uh, we've certainly grown um, on the pitch and, and the trophies reflect that, I think. A big part of those success stories have been your goals. I saw uh, a, a newspaper report before the, the Thatcham FA Vars game that recorded the fact that in your um, 334 games for the club, you've recorded 250 goals, which is um, which is a, a hell of an achievement. I mean, were you were you aware of that of that milestone? I was made aware of it a few weeks beforehand when I got, I think, up to 2-4-8 and then I didn't score for a couple of games and in all honesty, I completely forgot about it until the Longwell Green game when I scored uh, the two goals that I needed Um, and when I came off the pitch after that game, uh, Dave Phillips, who's uh, obviously heavily involved with Melksham and has always been, um, and keeps all the stats and figures for the club, he, he let me know that that was the 250th goal that I'd scored and, and how many games that I'd done it in. So, although I was aware of it, like I said, it, it, was, it did sort of come as a bit of a surprise because I'd completely forgotten about it in all honesty. Um, and it was quite nice to sort of hear how many games I'd done it in as well because you can sort of put it into some sort of context then, really. Yeah, I mean, I think we should take our hats off to Dave Phillips as well, because of course one of the funny things about Western League football, it, you know, it would be lovely if Carling Opta stats took an interest, um, but but they um, but but they don't, and we have to sort of rely on on um, well-meaning historians and volunteers uh, to tell us these things. I mean, do, do, do you get a feel for sort of where that puts you in the pantheon of Melksham Town's all, all-time goal-scoring greats? Yeah, well, that's one thing that Dave uh, he has dug into the archives. I mean, Dave's, Dave's unbelievable what he's done for the club and stuff behind the scenes throughout the, also the time that Melksham's been running anyway. But uh, for me personally, he always does keep me involved with uh, how many goals I'm scoring or how many appearances I've made. Um, and when he told me about the 250, if he had a dig through the archives and he, he found out there was one person, I can't remember his name, but played... I think it was either during or just after the Second World War. Um, he he got 256, and that's the uh, the highest on any Melksham record. So 
six more to go, um, and I'll equal in seven, and I, that should be me at the top then, as far as any records uh, show, anyway. Blimey. Um, I mean, w- w- I've had some of the Western League's finest minds digging around to see if we can find a sort of, you know, where, the, where, the, where it puts you in the league's pantheon of goal-scoring greats. And, I mean, this is, you know, a funny thing because I think certain clubs are very, very good at keeping records. And, I mean, I'd be very interested to hear after this interview from any of the Western League clubs about who their historic all-time leading goal-scorers are. But one name that has come up that, that it is believed that will have scored uh, more than you is a, is a chap called Wyndham Farmer-Giles, who played... Um, <laughs> Played for Weymouth, um, but that was um, that was um, some time ago, as the name would suggest. Right. You don't get too many people called Wyndham, or indeed with the uh, with the nickname Farmer. Although I suppose if your name, if your surname's Giles, it, it might be an occupational hazard. Anyway, get, getting us back to your goals. Um, I mean, if you think back over the two hundred and fifty, uh, are there ones that stand out for you? Yeah, I mean, if you look back to the, the year we won the league. Uh, scoring at Willand um, on the last sort of day of the season when we had to go there and win against a team that was sort of up there with us although I don't think they could have won it they could have certainly stopped us winning it um, to score uh, the second goal there which ended up being the winning goal in a 2-1 win um, and sealed the league for us that'll always be won um, I mean away from the Western League uh, the, the goal against Salisbury in the World Cup final that's another one that always always stick in my mind um, they're the sort of the, the big ones as far as what they meant. Uh, there's a few individual goals which are a bit stick in my mind from a from a personal point of view. But I think those two really are the ones that have, have meant something more than anything else. And um, of course, uh, those are the ones you like to, to remember. So this season you've got um, 24 in all competitions. That currently um, puts you at the um, at the at the top of the the goal scoring charts. Uh, the team are currently in um, in in fourth um, position uh, in the table. Um, obviously, your you know your goals are instrumental in um, uh, in in, in Melcham's um, sort of push um, for the top of the table. How what what's the mood in the squad been like since um, um, since the Thatcham game and, and the disappointment of leaving the the Vars? Has um, attention very much turned to what you can do in the league this season? Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, I think the Vars was, was a nice run because it's, it's the biggest competition realistically that we can expect to win. Um, it's always a big ask to, to even get as far as we did and obviously having got that far was, was Melchon's sort of record as far as um, how how far they've had a team go in that competition. So it was nice to, to get that far. And obviously it was disappointing to go out at that stage. It was, it was a game we felt we could win. Um, certainly after the game, it was disappointing. Um, and from a personal point of view, I know I was gutted and, and all the players were as well. But having lost the previous week to Brisington and the left Phillips, then, yeah, the, the one thing now that, that we can concentrate on is the league. Um, a lot of the teams around us um, have sort of dropped a few points recently, which has left the sort of door open. Um, we're only four points off of sort of winning the Bradford now, having sort of played the same games. So um, it's all back in, in our hands as well, you could say, because we've, we've got Bradford to come to us, we've got to go to Willingham Street yet as well. So it's all up for grabs, and it's the one thing we can we can do something in now. So all attention yeah, is, is turned to the league and have a good push for that, and, and hopefully we can, we can make it and, and get second spot. and 
who knows? Um, this time we, we would be able to go up, so that that's obviously the main aim now. And would that be your ambition personally as a as a player? Would would you like to see how how your goal scoring um, exploits continue in the Southern League? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've had chances to, to play in the Southern League um, with other teams, but it's not something that's ever appealed to me much as far as leaving Melksham and doing it with someone else. Um, I'd always want to do it with, with Melksham, to be honest, and, and if that can be done, then that would be the perfect scenario. Um, it, like I said, it was disappointing that we couldn't go up a few years ago, so I think it means it's even more determined as a, as a player and as a team squad and as a club to, to try and do it this year um, and yeah well, if that was the case then it'd be it'd be interesting to see if I can take my own form into the, the league above it and carry it on in that league as well and my thanks to Gary for his time. Well, that was a slightly different podcast for you. Three interviews there. I hope you uh, enjoyed them. We've got plenty of fixtures um, to uh, to talk about in the podcast. Let's just hope, Tom, that we actually get some football to talk about this week. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, it's uh, currently raining at the moment, so not looking too great. But yeah, fingers crossed. As I say, the uh, the weather picks up over the next next week or so. And we're going to be having plenty to talk about over the coming yeah, weeks, aren't we? Because the games are coming thick and fast. It looks like, you know, some clubs are having two, if not three games a week. Mm, yeah, I mean, Cadbury Heath, I think they're still on 20 league games, so there's a lot to lot to cram in over the next few months. So, yeah, plenty to talk about, as you say. Absolutely. Now, I, there's no point asking you about <laughs> um, your column in the non-league paper, is there? Because on, on the grounds that on this day, as fa- someone famously said, nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> There was a little bit of news I popped in there, but yeah, nothing, no, no reports as such. But there was a, a, a small little column in there if anyone uh, wants to find that one in there. Excellent, Tom. Thank you very much for your time. You've um, welcome. You've uh, you've got off you've got off lightly today, but we'll be uh, we'll be expecting a full contribution uh, from you next week when uh, when yeah when Tom and I join you on the Tool Station Western League podcast.